Hey, Gabriel Lake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? Well, last time we were in Chicago, this time we're on the best coast again. So you mean on the East Coast? No, no, we're on the West Coast. Oh, we're back in San Francisco. Oh, you mean by the lake? Which is your home. <laughs> by the Great Lake. This no, is it's your not my home. <laughs> That's not what my recess. All right, so we are in San Francisco, which is the birthplace of our relationship. And um, sure. we're at one of our go-to oh, bars. I think I say, it was at a Richmond, you know, like the Bjork concert. Wasn't it in Richmond? Okay, we were born in the East Bay. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new secret. Our friendship was born in the East Bay. We're not as sophisticated as being from San Francisco. But today we're at Eagle SF, which um, I would argue is this and two other bars are the ones we we used to go to the most. This, Lone Star, and probably the Cinch. We went to many, many, many bars. But I would say, no, I would say that we used to go way more to Soda. Oh, yeah, yeah. Until they went out of business. Yeah. But that was like eight years ago, man. I cannot let it go, dude. That bar, <laughs> that bar was so good. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a bit of a change of pace because I have the feeling that when I come here, we tend to record at the long start. To be fair, we realize that we have to be in very quiet bars to record, and nobody goes to Lone Star on weekdays, <laughs> so it seems like a safe place. Well, no, no, these days, you know, they call all of those comedians. So it actually just removes like the risk of having more gay people around that they can be loud. That is what was happening in Lone Star. Yeah. Lone Star and the Eagle, they're chasing us out. Yep. We're being pushed yep. out of yep. out of what, the leather capital of the world? <laughs> well, maybe you're pushing it a bit too far. <laughs> you know, maybe Berlin has disagreements at this. Uh, but talking about disagreements, mm -hmm. do you know what it was this time? This was your pick, and it surprised me. Um, so, the pick is not just John Wick 1, it's John Wick 1 through 4. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, basically it was like as much John Wick as you can eat. Yes. That was the pick. So, between the two of us, Jose is the one that's into graphic novels for adults. It's not that I haven't read any, mm -hmm. but you, you read... It, you can call it comics, I won't feel of those. They're graphic novels, you but You like I've comic books. Sure. Um, I assumed, because you were into comic books, you had seen John Wick, which is weird because this has been around for nine years, and we must have discussed this, and I blocked it out, because I've watched every single one as they come out, yep. and recently I, I asked you, hey, can you find the comic John Wick is based off of and give it to me, and you're like, I've never seen John Wick, and I don't think it's based on a comic. Yep. And so then I was like, watch it, man. Watch it on a plane. Well, and you started to watch one. And what happened, Jose, after you watched one? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I was testing you and I was saying, it's like, you told me that. So the other part is that I was traveling for work. I was going to London. And uh, I swapped places with the guy that was in front of me. You know, he had a better seat, but also he was like just closer to his wife. He actually swapped places with me. So I told him, we... I made him a solid and I got a slightly better place. And while I was sitting down, the guy just said, he's like, oh, did you see, to his wife, not to me, he said, oh, did you see, they have all of the John Wick movies. And at that point, after your comment, of he said, hey, they are not perfect movies, but they are really good airplane movies. So I felt like... Exactly. Because they it are. was the same, it was yeah. the same week, you know, and I told you, okay, they have it in a plane, but I said it was a joke, because I was like, no. I never they thought you would recent. watch this. They are not recent shows that definitely are not going to have it. And the thing is that when you have an 8-hour flight, and then you have a 14-hour flight, you have to kill time in any kind of way. You know? And there are four John Wick movies. They, are, they <laughs> fucking are. And I watched the four of them. All on flights. All on flights. Okay. I never. In fact, I actually, when I landed in London, I was in the middle of two, I think, and I was like, ah, you know, now I feel like I should finish watching this, but I couldn't find it. It was nowhere to be found. So I had to wait for a week until I could know what happened with Santini, Santoni. Which number is this? Two. The Italian guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember his name. So yeah, it was not something that I proposed myself, it was more of a forcing function. It's like, well, they have it, I have too much time on my hands right now, I need to stay awake, so let's just watch this shit. So let me ask you this, we have our questions at the end, but I'm adding a new question right now. Are the John Wick movies good airplane movies? That's a really good question, because I think that there is a, a genre of blockbuster that is especially terrible when you are flying. 
right? Yeah. Like even Marvel movies, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but uh, they're entertaining. Like, yeah. I can't watch those. Like, like Thor, no. Keanu Reeves, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say that they are good airplane movies, but I would also say that they have a very high level of violence. Yeah. Yeah, like you would feel uncomfortable watching it with a kid next to you. Yeah, I mean, in this oh. case, he was a bit more like, look, no one's going to be like passing through here. It's absolutely fine. You know, we just sit down. Just sit down. So, this was your pick. I'm not going to summarize the entire series, uh, but I'll say John Wick is played, Keanu, played by Keanu Reeves. By the yeah, yeah, no, what I was going to say is that you may not summarize them, but I would say that these movies have a extreme high continuity to them. So, it's like. It, you can give like a bit of a continuous, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, like I'll one, two, three sentences for each one of them. So John Wick is an assassin in a highly stylized world where just assassins are everywhere and they're paid very well. And they're super, not sophisticated, but they're cool as fuck, all of them, in their own weird like James Bond old school villain way. Um, John Wick is basically the Michael Jordan of the of the assassin world but he got out of the game because he fell in love with a beautiful woman and that is never on the screen except I, in a flashback there's a couple flashbacks she was actually in part two and I was like you couldn't reuse the b-roll from like the part one okay whatever um you didn't have to pay her or credit her but she, she is Elizabeth Moynihan I think is the actress so we meet John Wick in Eps, uh, the in first the wake. yes his wife has died and uh, he's devastated, and he used this relationship as an excuse to get out of this world of killing, which never happens. Um, but then, coincidentally, he runs into some old assassins who think he's just a regular guy, and they kill his... Whoa, 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 whoa. you're missing, you're missing... There are, like, so many things that you can skip in this movie, and you're missing the only thing that people remember. is like, at that point, he already has a dog. He has received a dog. Yes, so he... That his wife ordered through Amazon. <laughs> so you know. his, his, he comes home from his dead wife's funeral. He receives a delivery. Very it's he, the most adorable beagle, beagle puppy yeah. I've ever seen. And there's a note from his wife that says something that's like, John, you still need something to love. Here's a puppy from your dead wife. It wasn't that much. It wasn't like Sign. that, but it was... Dead wife. <laughs> and then these shitty Russians come. And they not only steal his beautiful car, but they kill this puppy. Well, they also kick his ass and just leave him unconscious at home. I, I don't care about the wife, I don't care about Keanu. That puppy did not deserve to die. No. But the funny thing is that the dog lasts on the screen less, less than a minute. I mean, we have like a bit of a montage about like how they bond over the course of a day and a half. That he feeds the dog cereal. And he brings the puppy in bed. Sure. I mean, he's like, no, you're not allowed. I'm like, sure, just go here. So, John Wick has decided that he has nothing left to live for. This is not, this is my interpretation. And he's <laughs> like, I'm going to go kill everyone that killed this puppy. And so he does. That's yeah. episode one. That is Ep revenge. Episode two? He, uh,. <laughs> He's drawn back into the world by some old obligation. Well, I would say one small thing is because it actually just lights it up. At that point, we don't even know that he's an assassin or anything after his dog gets killed. We have no idea about who he is. He lives in an impeccable mansion. But then it's like everyone knows him. And when people realize, who's the guy that has the, uh, the body shop? There's a famous actor. Oh, John Leguizamo. Like John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah, Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah. uh, when people realize that they stole the car from John Wick, it's like, holy shit, this is like the biggest assassin in the world. In the fucking, fucking world. It's like, we're all going to die. This guy is going to rape us out. Uh, to the point that even the father of the guy that killed the dog, and the guy that killed the dog is actually from Game of Thrones, but... Uh, oh, uh, he's the one that they cut his balls and everything that they I've never seen him. this yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, so the, even the father is like yeah we're going to die he's like you have to give yourself up so like, that's how intimidating John Wick is it's almost like one of those movies that, is that they oversell you the character before the character does anything but then he does. But no, he kills, he kills thousands of people <laughs> over the next four movies. Basically, kills like the, uh, one third of the population of Russia in the first movie. Absolutely, and most of New York. Probably. Yeah. Um, Sorry, second movie. 
No, yeah, so there's that first conflict between the Russian dad who's terrified that his son fucked up. Episode 2, which is literally, in terms of the timeline, it's the next day later. or the, the day after. He has to go to Italy. He's required by an obligation to kill someone, but that person doesn't, well, probably deserves to be killed. It doesn't matter. Basically, the next three movies are a series of bosses that he's required to kill yep. in order to get something that he can continue his rampage of revenge or he's going after somebody he's having a rampage of revenge after. And we see Halle Berry and Angelica Houston in three. That's the most notable thing. And yeah, Willem Dafoe in the first one. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Halle Berry has these amazing attack dogs and one gets shot and I almost stopped <gasps> watching the whole series because I was like, fuck you. You already killed a puppy. I'm not here for this. I want to watch John Wick kill humans, particularly straight couples. But whatever. <laughs> I like that also, Debbie. Uh, maybe this is important. I thought that it was going to be important at the end. It wasn't, you know. But at the end of the first one, is that he basically lands in a bed for just like fixing himself after getting shot. And he steals a fucking pit bull and that he was resting there. <laughs> he steals it. But he deserves another puppy. John Wick has yeah, been through a lot. What about like the kid that just lost his pit bull? But wasn't it a. Uh... It was like an adoption center. It was like Mudville. I thought that it was a vet directly, you know. Well, if it, it was a vet, that's shitty. John Wick shouldn't have taken it. He shouldn't have. But then the people just like comes and goes like from time to time. We have the German Shepherds on the third one. Then we have another German Shepherd, I think, on the fourth one. The black guy, the tracker, the nobody. Oh, yeah, yeah. He also has a German Shepherd. So I, I do want to say in terms of context, Jose watched all four of these movies in the last 10 days or so. I saw them as they came out, plus a little bit on planes, and then I rewatched one, two, three, and a half of four in the last two days. So I've forgotten a little bit. Um, but essentially, that's the series. It culminates in the final film where he has the ultimate standoff that I can't speak to because I only got halfway through it. Because while well, the first three movies are 90 minutes each, the fourth one is two hours and 40 30. minutes? I think yeah. it's 40 or 49 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should check it out, but it's like, when I started the other ones, it was like just perfect, like 90 minutes, and definitely going to be like a staying and When the last one I started, I was like, holy shit, I think that I saw it in my last part, in my last label, the flight, and I was like, I, I don't know what they were thinking. You know, it's a bit of a too much, too much of a good thing, I would say. And that is a 100 minutes is what I expect, like the average audience that it was, that it goes towards your week that they can pay for. I could be confusing things, but I think this John Wick 4 came out around the same time as Tar, and around the same time as another film, and they were all three hours long. And I was like, what is happening? To happening to oh, yeah. cinema everything is three hours long now i would say that out of the three whichever was the third one is like john wick four was Fuck the you. highest budget oh sorry i'm sorry, gonna say it's the, the one highest, you like the most I, yeah that makes sense and so also i'm I, not I don't saying that be, it's the best of i don't want to go too much more into the plot twist but i will say that morpheus from matrix shows up at the very end of two Oh, it, yeah. Is it three? Yeah, I don't remember. It's two or three, yeah. But then the fourth movie is basically about them pairing up together again to go to war against this organization. And that was kind of fun in terms of, like, a cultural moment. It's like, yeah. we wanted to see these people on the screen together, so... Uh, I'm pretty sure that Keanu we had a very big wait for actually just on the casting. Like, uh, why don't we bring him? Uh, he hasn't worked for a while. <laughs> okay, so let's... Be done with the synopsis. What did you think about John Wick 1 through 4? So we're discussing a bit before recording. I would say that is is okay entertainment. I'm not going to say good, I'm sorry. I'm going to say that it's okay entertainment. It's mindless as fuck. It's stylish as in some okay way. As we actually say, like as the series progresses, that it becomes more and more stylish. It made me think as a guy Ritchie kind of a style sometimes, like frantic, but also mix up with some of the... Sorry, I wanted to see the name of the director. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. But so, I agree with you, it's like a... What is the 
the film you just mentioned? Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie's yeah, film. it's like, honestly, it's like Guy Ritchie mixed with 300. It's not as stylized as 300, but it's that comic book style, and it's that yeah. weird, like, just suspend your disbelief and yeah. imagine these cool people exist. Well, what I was saying is that, I told you this the other day, but I remember, like, The Kingsman, you know, I mean, because it also like the style. This was based on a comic. It's like this could be written by Mark Millar. That is the guy that did that, Kikas, and many others. And Wanted with Angelina Jolie and James McAvoy. That was Timur Bekmambetov. No, I mean the one that wrote the comic that Wanted is based on. I would be honestly shocked that you knew any comic writer. But you're not talking about the director of the films. No, okay. no, I'm talking about like yes. These movies, like Kingsman, Kikas, and Wanted, they are based on comics written by Mark Millar. So why did Russia? No, Noche Noche is is a Russian. It's a Russian novel series. So this one? Uh, aren't you talking about Daywatch, Nightwatch? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Wanted. I'm talking about Kikas, and I'm talking about Kingsman. Okay, got it. Those three movies are based on comics. By the same guy. By the same guy. Okay. That is called Mark Millar. And I thought that is that this looks like pretty similar to what Mark Millar could do. That is that hey, I'm going to be like doing something cool. Usually it's more irreverent. Did he do Sin City, Mark Miller? No, that's uh, Frank Miller. Frank Miller, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then he tried to direct a movie. That it was called Phantom, I think, the Phantom, and it was fucking terrible. But Sin City was good. Sin City was like a st stylistically, and actually, I think the France, sorry, like Sin City that was directed by Robert Rodriguez, they also did the part about like, just putting some words on the screen, if I recall correctly. That is like a staple in John Wick. That is like sometimes when they speak in another language, they will translate it in a very stylized way and just highlighting the words that they're critical, like John Wick. Super 80%. fucking cool stylized closed captions. They're yeah. like incredible. Uh, Spike Lee did that with Inside Man. He did the super cool. It doesn't matter. I think that they are okay blockbuster entertainment. You know, it's a, some kind of way that like, it resonates. I'm pretty sure, like with quite a straight audience, most of it. I would argue that you're lying, and that you would say that this is good blockbuster entertainment. I wouldn't. There, but how many movies have you seen where you're like, I'm gonna watch three more? That I'm on a fucking plane? <laughs> Drop, I cannot choose everything. But I could actually say that good blockbuster, I would say, as I told you earlier, Mad Max. That's a great blockbuster. Sure, some movies by uh, some of the Marvel movies, I would say that maybe they are good blockbusters. This I would is... say Marvel is. Eh, to okay. Sure. This movie, we always talk about the importance of taking into account what the film is trying to do and how well it accomplished that. The film wanted to show us great violent scenes and like 5% plot, and it's pretty fucking compelling. True, but if you actually aim yourself to just pee on the floor and you pee on the floor, that doesn't make you, a, you know, like an amazing basket or something like that. It's just. You just beat on the floor and you did it properly. Okay, so besides Max, Mad Max, name another franchise or another film that you think is good blockbuster. Are you putting me on the spot? I sure am. Yeah. Because if you're gonna call this okay and not good, you're gonna be put on the spot. <laughs> I would have to check out, you know, like a list of blockbusters. Maybe Sam Raimi, stuff Sam Raimi does. Yes, but I mean, Sam Raimi, if I think about Sam Raimi, what is it, like, Usual Suspects? No, or like Ryan Singer. Yeah, Sam Raimi is like... It's a um, simple plan that was like the one that he had before all the Spider-Man Or Drag Me Down to Hell. Oh, or, yeah, 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 um, Evil Dead and yeah, all those. Yeah, 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 that's true, yeah. Or Spider-Man, the, Spider the Tobey yeah. Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. I like those. I thought that it was like, those are good blockbusters, you know, and all of the but it's a, it's a bit of niche, you know, because it's like Evil Dead is not really consumable by the masses or Drag Me I've to never hell. seen them, actually. I've seen Drag Me to Hell and I thought, well, I was like 23 and I was like, there's no point to me just being disgusted for two hours, fuck you. <laughs> um, I, okay, I accept your opinion. I guess I feel like this is... The uh, James Bond movies. Okay. I yeah, think that Skyfall, Skyfall yeah, yeah, is between 100%. good and great. 
No, no, you're right. You know, my interpretation of saying it's okay is that this is not my type of cinema. I barely, very rarely watch action movies at all. It's just not my thing. I do have a, a soft spot for Keanu Reeves, sure. but every time a John Wick movie has come out, I've been like, this is going to be a fun night at the cinema. I'm going to take a couple edibles and I'm going to watch Keanu Reeves <laughs> kill a bunch of people. There will probably be dogs. Maybe some will die, but it's good yes. entertainment. I, okay. I'm fine with that. And in fact, you um, you started texting me or asking me questions like, do you remember what happened to you? I was like, fuck no. Do you think I paid attention or remembered? I don't remember anything. Well, but that's the part that I feel is I have it torn because the part that I like about this movie is that I found it. I like, okay, you know, this is enticing. It's like it's compelling to just pay some attention. It was the world we be Because I was like, dude, it's not that it makes sense, but it's so close to comics and video games, as you say, that you describe people as like there is a final boss and it's all of it is that just his goals like through the different phases for just getting to the final boss. No? Yeah. Is that I had the feeling that is that's what they had in mind. Is I think that whoever wrote these scripts, he cannot think beyond much of that. But maybe content of a story and just what we leave is twenty to thirty minutes on each one of the movies. And then everything else is action and scenes. Yeah, we talked earlier about how um and the action scenes, you can just disconnect your mind. Exactly. And so today when I, I actually watched half of John Wick 3, the, the last half, and half of John Wick 4, and I do enjoy the world building. I think the characters, while super stylized, they're they're interesting besides the, the club owner in Berlin. Yeah. That I thought was like, <laughs> this is a cartoon, whatever. Um, but the funny thing is that that character was spoken about, and then when he shows up, it's just for dying. Just for time, just for having a just fight. Just for a great fight scene in yeah. a very stylized club in Berlin. Um, but I, yeah, the second a fight scene would come on, I'll be like, oh, I can go feed the dogs. I can water my plants because this <laughs> is going to go on care. for 15 minutes yeah. and it doesn't matter. But I will say that the first time I watched all the movies, those fight scenes are pretty, like, they're entertaining. They're, they're entertaining, really, yeah. but it gets to a point that it feels a bit repetitive. Now, I was uh, talking with a friend from Spain, I was telling him, did you watch John Wick? So this was like a friend from college, and I think that I told you that we used to meet up and just watch terrible movies and just, you know, like laughing It was like a loud. thing. Like, it uh, was a thing, you know, every single week we'd actually meet up and just pick a movie. Um, I asked him, I talked, and he told me that, yeah, yeah, I watched it. Uh, I look, I'm not completely sure if we could have watched this movie back then because of it's so bad that it's good, or it's like, it's good because it's enjoyable, you know? And at the same time, I was like, but why not both? It's like, it's so bad, the script is so bad that it's good. The action scenes are entertaining, but being entertaining, it also has merit on itself. What he actually told me is that, yeah, that may be true, but it has merit on its own because it's one of the first movies in the action genre that it was like not trying to confuse you when action scenes. If you remember like during the 2000s and even the 10s, is that many action movies they were about like just shaking the camera when some action was happening. They're just like, what I'm exactly watching is that just confusing you on this. And it's like this movie is like completely like, hey, there is a fixed take and people are like just fighting. There is a choreography that needs to play out for actually making it interesting. And on that, I give credit to Keanu Reeves for actually playing these scenes out. And you know he did all of his own training, he did gun training. He oh, did? Like, nice. He, yeah, he yeah, does cool. all this shit himself. Yeah, so I, I agree this, this series does not belong in a let's watch shitty films <laughs> series. Um, but it's... I don't know, maybe it, it has to do with young, not young, we're not young anymore, um, but like guys our age that grew up with The Matrix and yep. we see Keanu Reeves in an action role, it's tolerable, the plot, <laughs> sure. and the fight scenes are great, and we get to see him reunited with Morpheus. For me, that's <laughs> enough. Spoiler alert. It's enough for me to call this good for a movie that you don't have to pay attention to, but you will probably enjoy if you like The Matrix. Well, the thing with The Matrix, especially the first one, is that it was deeper than you will have expected. Is it really? It's just a retelling of the Jesus story, which is not deep by any means. No, I mean about like the virtual reality aspect. You know, just think about when it was released in 98 or 99. I think 99. We always yeah. talk about this in yeah, 99. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, you saw after Dark City. It's not even but after Dark City. I think it was mind blowing for the special effects, but if you look at the story, come on. He's fucking sad. called the one, and the one he's in love with is called Trinity. Are you? It's not deep. There's no depth to the Matrix. No, I'm not talking about a deep message. This is not in Mabarman, okay? But, but what I'm foreshadowing. Mabarman is going to show up later in this podcast. <laughs> I know, but but what I would say is that from a sci-fi perspective, it had a good story that actually fits into the late '90s. Yeah, it has David Fincher written all over it, in my opinion. It's like fucking cool as shit, beautiful, dark, yeah. and has some substance. It's not to the David Fincher level, but okay. when I think of the 90s, <laughs> I think of like David Fincher's darkness. Sure. And it has that like um the vibe. incendiary like rejection of society. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true, that's true. I think that the second one, the third one, is that they push it too far. Right. And I it's agree. like, dude, no, you are not as deep as you think you are. I'm sorry. It's like, it was a cool sci-fi story, nothing completely new. It's like there are like many stories that they play with the ideas that it is reality or it's a dream. But whatever. In this case, I think that they they cater to their strengths with John Wick about like, hey, look, let's just do a story that it can be compelling as if it was a comic book. Let's not try to feed it into the real world. It's like at no point they actually try to address it's like a what kind of fuck up wall is going to be allowing this to happen? And it's basically, I think that is on the second and the fourth one. I think that on the second one, when they are in Rome and they are on that party, you know, because there is also a rave party or whatever it is, and they're shooting on the stage and people keep dancing like nothing happened. I thought that it's like, wait, were they so lazy that they didn't fit the, the fire scene? with the people dancing around and the concert or, or what happened and as I realized like, oh no 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 people in this world are just extras is that basically that the world that they are depicting is just filler for these assassins to assist but you can't oh you can't mention that as a criticism when if if this is meant to look like a comic book adaptation that's exactly a comic book sell that's exactly what would happen. People would be dancing at a party and be oblivious to the violence no, happening. No, I, I don't agree. Uh, no, I don't I'm going to no. download like seven graphic novels tonight and I'm going to sure. send you examples. Sure. <laughs> I mean, just do it, do it. But it's like, usually there is a reaction and it's like the part, that Berlin scene or the Rome scene, is like just the confirmation is that the world doesn't exist. The world is that like we don't even justify on what kind of costume, what kind of context they exist in. It's like, yeah, the world looks like ours. But it's not ours. Yeah, and th there were some stylistic things that really bothered me. I think uh, it's Halle Berry that's in three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's looking to find the leader of this like secret world. And his instructions are to go into the desert in is it Morocco? I think it's Morocco. I think so. And he, and they just say walk until you've had your last breath, and then they'll find you. And I thought. The leader of the most powerful organization in the world is making hundreds of millions of dollars is just sitting in a tent in the middle of the sands of Morocco. That's oh, not how this works. Wait, wait a second. So some of the most rich people in California or in the States, they go to Burning Man. Yes, because it's a giant-ass party. It's not <laughs> at the ends of the earth in Africa where at the almost dying, you wake up in a tiny little oasis and you're like, will you set me free? No. Okay, I'll kill you. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I, I, it, it stretched the limits of my suspension of disbelief yeah, is all I'm way, saying. way, way beyond. You know, like we, it, actually, it actually makes... Uh, how do you say... Uh, James Bond movies? Seem ultra Seem hyper, yeah, hyper realistic. Hyper -realistic. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like dogma, dogma cinema in comparison. It's like, no, this could happen. Yeah. Yeah, this is happening right now. But it, it, that's the part that look, I, I'm going to enjoy it, but I also don't feel that's the reason why I feel it. This is okay, Blockbuster. I think that it's like the people that they brought this, they're not capable of just a deeper kind of thing. And maybe for the better. Maybe for the better, for actually just like caring about like these small details that we humans can care about. Is that maybe they are like, hey, look, I'm going to be like doing a story, that I'm going to be like presenting these markers, these syndicates, these continental hotels, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you don't need to think about the rest of the world. I don't need to depict a world. But that's, that is, I think, a huge strength of this film. The, the very little I know about like, Batman and Robin comics, they don't try and be deep. 
it's just good versus evil. It's moral gray areas, and it's feeling satisfaction from revenge. And for me, John Wick gave me all of that, and I don't need it to be anything more. Okay, if you think anything about Marvel, sure, you know, we're talking about characters created what in the 40s, you know? Sure. Let's just leave superheroes on the side, or, you know, like conventional superhero, let Marvel and DC characters, you know? We can talk about Watchmen. That is actually like a... What's the name? I forgot right now. Alan, Alan Moore, like just analyzing like how superheroes could look in the real world. Like he does an alternative history about like, hey, what would happen if actually Vietnam War had superheroes, quote unquote. What are you calling that depth? Watchmen? Yeah. Holy shit, yes. Okay. No, I just I, wanted I, to clarify. I will give it to you. But if I do this, is you may not like no, no, superheroes. I've seen the movie, it's fine. But in this case, is like they take like the part of uh, the face value of superheroes. You know about like John Wick is basically a superhero. He gets shot. A lot he's of an anti-hero. He's not a superhero. No, yeah, that's true. We discussed that. Uh, well, because everyone is an anti- everyone is like a part of villain or an anti-hero here. But just to be clear, there's no supernatural abilities in this film. It's not about like there's not fantasy. Mm, there's no fantasy, but they have like these suits that they're basically like ballerinas. Yeah. So in terms of like science fiction, like can no. you make a bulletproof suit in Keanu Re- uh, John Wick's world? You can, but it's not like nobody can like levitate or fly. No, or no, no. It's not. I'm so, so curious to answer our questions because you're going to have to admit how much you like this and I can't wait. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I was entertained. It's like, and you asked me, it's like, hey, is this better than the worst movie that we ever was the first minutes of together? For context, when Jose and I were first becoming friends, I made the mistake of inviting him to a very bad film. And we walked out, and I got his money back, and he has never let me live it. So what I remember is like I remember like talking with my partner all the time, and just telling him, "Say, dude, I, I really always have like a good time, like just with play." But he's asking me to watch this movie that I know that is terrible, and you know how as novice I can get with going to the cinema. But that actually comes from when I was watching movies during college with my friends, like terrible movies. And one of the things that we used to do is that someone would have watched each one of the movies on the cinema. And we were like, oh my God, did you pay for watching this shit? And I was thinking, oh my God, I'm deliberately going to be paying for watching a city movie. But at the end of the day, neither of us paid to see that movie. Correct. I got our money back. (laughs) Correct. But it's like at that point, I actually just put you and our frenzy, and working on our frenzy ahead of and going to And watch the risk the paid movie. off, except <laughs> for me, because you made me pay for that mistake for the last 10 years. I'm not letting you go, I'm sorry. It's fine, you yeah. get that one. Uh, but yeah, you asked me if I liked it more than that movie, and I say yes, definitely the DC entertainment. No, I didn't Spanish ask man. you. You said you didn't like it that much, and I said, well, you walked out of Let's Be Cops, but you watched four John Wick films, so clearly you like one more than the other is what Correct. I said. Correct. All right, let's go over the questions. All right. Um, I cannot wait. This is the the best question session we've had. <laughs> Jose, would you watch John Wick any of one through four again? I. What I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes, not tomorrow. But I have to say that is that I have the feeling that these are movies that watching high can be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm not going to watch them again tomorrow, but if I the next time I come to see you in Chicago, I'm going to smuggle in a bunch of Malort on the plane and then watch John Wick 3. <laughs> I'm just, it's going to sure. happen. Yeah. You think that 3 is the best one? No. <laughs> so I only watched half of 4. Yeah. Okay, so really quickly, I think 1 is the best in terms of yep. scope, scope and explaining. They don't explain anything. It's just, it's really revenge. Number 4... The guy who directed it clearly branched out and grew, and he has a style that's great. That being said, I feel like he stole a lot of his style from 3 and 4, from Kill Bill 1 and 2. In fact, the entire scene of the House of Blues is basically stolen in this film. But again, you recognize good film, and you recognize you can't create that alone, so you create references. Um, 
So, so Jose, what you recommend? This? <laughs> no, <gasps> I wouldn't. I'm sorry, I wouldn't. Right. No, no, right. I wouldn't because I have the feeling it's not only about if I think that these are great movies or what is the context, you know. But a part of me, I'm going to be like pretty honest. I will be self-conscious about recommending something that I think that is an okay blockbuster. That's fine. My answer is yes. I recommend you, you it did to recommend you. recommend it to me. <laughs> and you tell me. You told me that these are great plane movies. And you agreed ultimately as great plane movies, <laughs> not great as plane great movies. movies. That's true. That's fine. We can hold the distinction. Would you remember this? I will remember these four movies. I don't think so. One thing that is interesting is that I think that the first thing that I'm going to do when I get back home is getting high as a kite and watching the Continental. Yeah, so I'm going to finish four <laughs> tomorrow and then I'm going to watch the Continental. Um, I, mm. I. But the question was like if I will remember it. I don't think that I will remember more than what people generally remember. There is like Keanu Reeves has a dog, they kill the dog, and he goes on a rampage. And it's like four movies on rampage. That is literally what I remembered. So yeah. you were watching like one, two, and three before I rewatched them, and you're like, do you remember this? And I was like, no. No, what I actually you told you, I took you like a picture of when he receives the dog, and the dog dies. Like less than 10 minutes later, like what the fuck? There is like five hours of movies of young weeks after this, and so this is what people remember. Which is crazy, because I've told you this, but he recently did an interview for John Wick 4, and the guy was like, so the bad guys killed your puppy, and Keanu Reeves was like, I mean, they did, but people forgot they killed my wife. No, they didn't. She didn't die from them? No, she died out of the sickness. She had a terminal illness. I mean, why otherwise would actually die in wife sending the uh, the dog, the puppy. No, 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 it's a good point. You're completely right. In my mind, well, because of that interview that I clearly am misremembering. No, I think there's a bit more like the motivation about like, hey, he actually left that kid in war because he found a reason to leave. Is that that reason actually died. So he just goes to do the only thing that he knows what to do, killing other people. So... Both of our answers are no, we will not remember this, except I will remember how much I liked watching it. That, that I will remember. Is there anything artistic about it? So, I would say that the fighting scenes are probably made, you know, they're, they're, they're okay. You know, they, we move away from the chaos, the chaos of Michael Bay and Roland Emmerich and just being a bit more. It's like, I want you to see what is happening there. But Mad Max really has that too. It's many years later, that's true. But I would say that the fourth one, and even a bit of the third one, I see a very decent cinematography and takes that I feel is like this, this guy has more and more style. What I felt like those subtitles, that you feel that they are stylized as hell, I just felt this is tacky. This is like someone thinking that they're cooler than what they actually are. And that's like the part that makes me laugh that movie when they think that they're cooler with the one-liners I just laugh out loud maybe it was like three in the morning and everyone was trying to sleep and it was like suddenly so I I, was again I didn't finish four this rewatching but I was kind of blown away with the opening so one is fantastic but the opening of four I was convinced it was a different director because I was like holy shit in the first 30 minutes visually this is compelling I agree with you the the fight sequences are incredible, even when it goes into the absurd. There's a lot that's artistic. Oh god, there's no part of this film that could be shown in a MoMA. What it, I'm going to ask you something. If we actually, I don't know if you watch many of these, but it's like if we compare John Wick with Fast and the Furious, which one to say? That is better because those are also like blockbusters too, and they're as stupid as fuck. So I, I did watch like Fast and the Furious one through four, but when they came out, so I was like sixteen to twenty. I would have to say John Wick has more of an emotional weight to it, just because of the fucking puppy and the dead wife. Um, Fast and the Furious is just like toxic masculinity being shown on screen but I never cared about any of those characters I cared about John Wick I 
was super sad when his puppy died. <laughs> Maybe I was just sad a puppy died. <laughs> yeah, puppy But no, I would say John Wick is objectively better than yeah. all Fast and Furious. One thing that I feel surprised is like, um, I would say, Fast and the Furious has always been one up themselves. You know, is that they always try to be like upper and upper about like the, the stakes, what they do, like super insane. Like, let's remember that the first one was about like, stealing some DVDs. And now they have a scene where they are riding a car on top of a nuclear missile. <laughs> Crazy stuff like that. I mean, John Wick does that to an extent, but you it's pretty that he escalates. Because I don't think so. Oh, are you fucking kidding? We discussed this. There's a scene, I, I think in three. No, no, no. No, I think it's in three. Where John Wick walks into a church and he oh, says, you Padre, there, yeah. I need to speak with Uncle Piotr. And the priest just, it's a Russian Orthodox church. He just pulls a shotgun out and shoots John Wick. But because he has a suit jacket that's made out of Kevlar, nothing happens. And I'm like, John Wick 1 at least was super, well, John Wick 1 is relatively true. Realistic. Like a bit, I wouldn't say like grounded in reality, but it's, a, it's true. It's a bit, tiny bit more realistic than the rest. But it's a thing, it's a bit more of a, a the, the build that. It's like letting go. The world that we have built is absurd. So just go with it. But there is nothing of escalation of this becomes like a superhuman that they can do like larger things than just shooting and kicking people on the, on the face. Come on. There, there's a scene where Winston, the hotel, it doesn't matter who he is, but Winston is a friend oh, of John Wick. Yes. And yeah, he shoots he's John Wick in the face like four times and then John Wick falls five stories to an asphalt ground and he just walks away. And you're like... True. I mean, he cannot die. Let's just be honest, you know. And I had to tell the end of four. Spoiler alert. Uh, maybe yes. Maybe no. We don't know. Let's see. I mean, he already said that he wanted to. The director. He already said that he wanted to do like five, six, and seven. So, Keanu said that. No, no. The director said that oh. he wanted to record all of those. I mean, I had the feeling that it's like we're doing this spin-off. They are branching with the idea of hey, maybe there is more material, and I think that they have more material through world building. Yeah, there's enough there. In fact, that leads us to our next question. Could you turn this into a TV show, knowing they already did? Oh, they already did, but I will have done it, even they, even they didn't, you know? It's like, it's, it's like that world building, and I told you how I watched it, I just felt like I had been, I've been watching a TV show right now. Is that Jack could actually add like 20 more movies, maybe reducing a bit the length, just forcing it to one hour and one minute, and that would be enough. I feel like there's enough here in this world that there are a lot of characters I want to know more about. I want to spend more time with John Wick. I would like to know about his career before he left for his wife. There's plenty here uh, to turn into a TV show. I hope Keanu Reeves shows up in The Continental. Um, I hope not. Because I, the thing is that, okay, they put him centerpiece, but at the same time, is that he's only one player in all of this Assassin's game. Is that I had the feeling that, is that I would be more interested in just build the world. I don't care about like, just a single person, what I care about the value that I got. It was not from Keanu Reeves per se, it was more about like, hey, what are these markers, what are these stories that they are telling me, only a small, tiny piece. On the language that I use from John that I want to make a reservation for dinner for them. You know, all of that is like, I want to see more of that cool stuff. But for me, just having Keanu Reeves do a cameo would really tie together that world for me. And it's like, it does, Keanu doesn't need to be the star of the Continental. Sure. But it's like when um, Robin shows up in How I Met Your Father, you're like, okay, this, this is cohesive. It, mm -hmm. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. How I Met Your Father is not good. But Robin showed up. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> Tied up. Okay. Now we improved the whole series by those three minutes coming. Yeah. All right. So... I'm very interested to hear your answer to this question because, well, is it a timeless piece? I could say only time will tell. Is this IDK? Is that your answer? I, well, the thing is... Maybe? I'll put maybe. Yeah, let's go with maybe. The thing is, I don't... Probably it's going... No, actually I'm going to change to yes. I'm going to change to yes. I'm going to, like, risk it out. From the perspective that is like the style of action that they're having is like is way more direct than other type of action. 
the action scenes, you know. And then the rest of the stuff is very comic book, very video game. There is a look at the, from the 80s, you could have done this movie. So my answer is no, and it's it's not. It's basically the style of the sets. So in both three and four, they have these very, very long extended yeah. fight scenes in these rooms made of glass with blue lighting. And I thought, this looks fucking cool now. Even, what, six years after three came out, I was like, this is cool. In 15 years, people are going to be like, this is what they thought they were cool in 2020. And it's, it's, I hope I'm wrong, but that's why I think it's, it's timely, not timeless. Could this have been a short? Um, maybe each one of them. Like, just remember that we're we're discussing John Wick th- one through four. Oh no, then no. it would have been like two movies instead of four. But John sure. Wick one could have been a super compelling thirty-minute yep. short, super yep. compelling. But everything they try to cram in in the next four movies, and it's not bad they try to cram it in, but it, it's a lot. There's a lot of characters, a lot of backstory, a lot of. Yeah, no, but I mean, just in the, I could say that a 60-80%, no, a 60% is actually action scenes. You had done those scenes in just 3 minutes. Yeah, it could have been like a 30 budget. seconds instead of 15 minutes, completely. Yep. And I actually would like depict a more realistic world than John Wick killing all of the population of New York, Russia, and Italy. Belarus, I think they go to at some point. Yeah. The Roma Russo. Yeah. Whatever. So. Um, I do want to say, I forgot to say this when we talked about could it be, could it have been turned into a TV show? My answer is yes, but it should have been a video game. If they released John Wick on PlayStation 5, <laughs> I would buy the game and a PlayStation 5. <laughs> I would do it. It's super I, fucking cool. I would actually say I wouldn't turn it into a video game. I wouldn't. But I would definitely, and I think that they already released, uh, how do you say, uh, comics for this. But it's like just being a bit more, if they hire Mark Millar, but Mark Millar is like very, I do my own shit, is that, I think that he would have done. I feel like we shouldn't even bother asking this. Could this movie have yes. been better? Yeah, my answer is yes. There's a shit ton of problems with it. I'm not going to mention them, but absolutely this could have been better the, the funny thing is that I think that he embraces his problem I don't know if he's like hey because we cannot do better but the fourth one I mean the problem that I have with the fourth one and even like parts of the third one is that he tries to be more deep than he surely is you feel like John Wick at some point tries to be deep dude tell me when tell me when don't you feel like that a four I don't know. They I, like, I didn't watch all of like dialogue. Some of the dialogues I feel is that, dude, no one fucking cares. Honestly. No one cares about like you trying to depict the Marquis as someone smart and twisted and blah, blah, blah. I was feeling like, what is the motivation of these characters? That you're trying to depict characters as deeper than what they truly are. That they are like just, I don't know, like at bars. I will say I had a problem with Halle Berry's character, a small problem. I had a small problem with um, the fat Berlin club owner. I had a big problem with the Marquis from France. I was like, this is the worst writing of the entire series, which is weird because I feel like in many ways, four is the best part in terms of direction, but the script is like... No, it's, it's, it's contracting, you know. That's, that's the part that I just feel that like when I was laughing out loud, I was not laughing out loud with the movie. I think that is like the movie doesn't realize how damn it is. Three and four, especially. One and two, I think that is like, we keep it a bit like shorter. And I, I, I had to say that it's like the part of the high table at you, you know, like with the guy trying to kill her, uh, his brother, his sister. I just was like, this is, this is fine. I, I thought that they were going to be like showing the high table and everything. And I said, no, you saw like even higher than the high table. Like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? It's interesting because, again, I didn't finish four in this rewatching, but I felt like one was was good. It's it's a good action film. Four looked like it was going to be good. I need to finish it, but two and three, I was like, eh, this feels like the Matrix two and three, which nobody needed. I have to say that I like two, but it deflates quite a bit after the sister dies. 
She's like, okay, I'm gonna have like way more action movies. And, and now we have to kill the brother, and yeah. let's just wait for that to happen. Uh, It'll be 45 minutes of fight scenes, whatever. All right, so now the biggest question. This was my, your pick. Who has to score first? So I pick it. I pick this. So you have to score it first. All right. I, I haven't put a lot of thoughts into this. You're right. It's not great cinema. I would argue it's good for entertainment. So my score is a 6.5. Dude. My score is a 6.5 too. All right. So we feel the same way. Yeah. It's it's good at what it's doing. My problem with it is like I have the feeling that sometimes, and maybe it's because of the popularity that this saga had, that is that they are trying to elevate dumbness. In, in fair, not in fairness, let's remember that the guy who wrote and directed all of these movies had never written or directed anything, and, and his career is a stuntman. So I feel and like... And it shows. It does, but for a stuntman, he produced something that made you watch four of his films and made we, me watch four of his films twice. And you pay for those. I had A-list... You from pay AMC. for a list and you no. use it for that. You use your time. <laughs> I was trapped on a plane. I had limited offers. You had at least 75 options on that, that okay, system. Okay. I and would you check, chose to watch I would that. check what I did. I what guarantee did I you, you could, have watched, you could have watched Tar. And you chose to watch four John Wick movies. I'm fucking not <laughs> watching Tar on a plane, dude. I will be like falling asleep in the first 10 minutes. And then waking up and just saying, I fucking hate you. Well, let me say, I love that you loved it as much as I did, which is a 6.5. <laughs> I think this was a pleasant surprise in our friendship that you sure. were like, oh, okay, it's not horrible. You know, I can um, just play it on the background and everything. So I really appreciate you picking four of these movies for us to watch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so what are we watching next? How are you paying me back? So John Wick is a little shallow in terms yeah. of... <laughs> Why don't we go back to Ingmar Bergman, the, the grandfather of modern cinema, and cool. uh, let's watch one of his best films, Persona. Sure, looking forward. And I'm going to be like, watching Are you? It. Yeah. Are you looking forward to it? I voted for it, okay? <laughs> so I, I will explain it on the next one. We don't have to go through it. But right. yeah, I Persona. actually yeah, I made it happen. I can't wait. All right. uh, anything else to say? No, just get your new vaccine. Should they wash their hands too? Should they wash the blood? Wash their hands. If you're getting the new vaccine, no. What's oh, the point? No, that's true. <laughs> just, yeah. just, get, just, just rub your hands and yeah, your just face. Just call your doctor, everything. it's fine. <laughs> okay, bye.